Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Abundant Truth Broadcast with host Roger Gale Evans. Join us as we stand in defense of the gospel and herald the message of the Christian faith. Stay tuned for today's message. Many on this morning, the Lord said in my ear, he said, many on this morning are standing in, in jeopardy of spiritual repossession. Repossession takes place when you have made an agreement to make payments. When you come into an agreement to do something. And when you don't hold up your end of the bargain, then you give them the right to come get it. God spoke to me. He said, many people, he said, he's not talking to the people that have just rejected him. He said, he's talking to all of us that tell him, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to let you use me. Yeah, I'm going to live for you. Yeah, I'm going to serve you. We told him, yeah, 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 and made none of the payments. He's going to come and get what he promised you. No, brother, how can you say that? Well, let's call another witness. We want to talk about how great Moses was, but his promise got repossessed because he would not sanctify God. All he could do was look at Canaan, but could never enter into it. One of the most devastating feelings I believe a saint could have is to have to sit there and watch somebody do what you were supposed to be doing. Because you wanted to hide behind, I'm not sure. You wanted to hide behind, I want to make sure it's the Lord. And you wanted to hide behind, well, well, look at me. And look at where I've come from. And look at how I've been. All of these things are setting some of us up for a spiritual repossession. Because our scripture that we read was talking about Saul. God chose him to be, look at what God did was chose him to be the first king of Israel. He put him in a place of honor. That you were never supposed to be able to talk about Israel as a kingdom without talking about Saul as their first king. But Saul had a problem. He, he finally said yes and rejoiced in what God did, but got in the middle of it and started doing his own thing. Many of us think because we're not fornicating. And we're not drinking. And we're not in homosexuality. And we're not beating our wives. And we're not doing this. That somehow, we're alright. But when you look at Saul's story, he didn't even do what David did and took somebody else's wife. And had the husband killed. What made his sin so great? Because he was so worried about what the people thought of him. He was so worried about how the people would see him as a king that he disobeyed what Samuel said. And immediately. It's another sad thing to be in your position and God already got your replacement. 
In 1 Samuel 13, it tells us that Saul had reigned one year. And then it says, and after two years, that's when these events started taking place, wherein God said, I've already sought me a man after my own heart who's going to do what I want him to do. Out at the beginning, he had already had his title removed. And just because the church allows you to operate in what you're doing, don't mean that God going to let you stay there. Saul still reigned for 20 years, but he had no backing. A lot of you thinking, ain't nothing happened. Ain't nothing happened because you ain't got no backing. Because when somebody's backing you, they're going to help you stand. They're going to deal with you so you won't fall. When somebody's with you, they're going to be inputting into your life. Where's the last time God input into your life? If you ain't heard nothing in a while, oh my God, he may have already went after somebody else. We try to use the gospel as this message of if I come... That's just it. But when you have that mentality, you negate every teaching that Jesus taught. Well, what do you mean? Let me show you how your Lord taught that if you don't do what you're supposed to do, it's going to be repossessed from you and given to somebody else. And watch this. It's going to be exactly what he gave you. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a Lord that when he was getting ready to go into a far country, he gave his servants talents. He gave one five. He gave one two. And he gave the third one one. But it says the one that had five made it ten. The one that had two doubled it. But the one that only had the one talked like us. I knew that you were a hard and austere man. This is how we say it. I don't want to play with God. What you've just done is commented on God's character, that God is so mean and so nasty that if you try to obey him, he's going to get you if something go wrong. He says, and I knew you reaped where you didn't sow. He says, so therefore I hid it. On the outside, that excuse sounded so good. But he said, I got your answer. You wicked and you lazy. Many people don't want to do what God called them to do because they got their own agenda and they lazy because righteousness takes work. And we think because we get in church and we cry, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, I just don't know. That's going to run out. And while you still crying, God, help me, I just don't know. Here comes somebody else got your anointing doing what you're supposed to do. Because when he showed up, now Jesus said, this is what the kingdom is like. When we receive Christ, we enter into the rule of God, the kingdom of God. This means this is what you're going to get if you act like this in the kingdom. And he said in Matthew 25 and 28, he says, take from him that has the one and then give it to the one that got ten. Some of us will sit in the congregation Sit in pulpits, 
sit in councils and look at someone because they got so many things going on. Sometimes it's because other people didn't do it, so God gave it to somebody else. A few years back, I told somebody, it seems that each time God deals with me, he's bringing something else. And I'm saying, why are you bringing more? I got enough to do. Isn't that right, Pastor? (laughs) But it's because people that were supposed to do it didn't do it. So now we got to give it to the one that's been producing And I started to recognize, I said, this right here wasn't on the original blueprint. Somebody dropped the ball. But God is never going to allow the church to suffer because you're hard-headed. He's not going to allow the body to go without because you won't obey him. And so there is a challenge of the spirit going out upon us on this morning. Will we get ourselves out of spiritual repossession or will we allow God to give it to somebody else? Anybody in here want your anointing? Anybody in here want what God has for you? See, see, y'all just told me yes, but my subtitle was a true yes. But was that a true yes? Not just because I'm talking right now. You know, not because, oh, I'm scared. Because after the fear passes, you need some faith to execute what you say. We get in service. Lord, you're worthy, you're wonderful. I'll follow you. I'll obey you. I'll do what you called me to do. And as soon as somebody gets on your nerves, you tell them off. You ain't done nothing that God told you to do. Because if you won't hush your mouth, you're not going to obey God. I told someone, I said, understand this. When you're called of God, the goal is not simply to do it. The goal is to do it, but to do it in his nature and in his character. So if I'm preaching... And in my personal life, I'm not like him. Even though the preaching may have done what it was supposed to do, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Because God's anointing flows its best in his character. God's spirit is designed to back God's word and God's nature. And many people thinking, I obeyed God. Not if you was mad when you did it. You didn't obey God. Because God had your character in mind as you execute what he told you to do. I've never seen so many mean preachers. Y'all see them. They're supposed to be preaching under the power, under the power of the anointing. And then saying, y'all slow. Y'all this. Y'all that. And you can't fuss at people and tell me you're in the spirit. You shouldn't be annoyed. You ever heard somebody tell, I've heard this say, when I'm in the spirit, things annoy me. You in your flesh. God, it may grieve you, but it shouldn't be on your nerves. 
fits on your and this shit only grieve you because God ain't glorified, not because your service ain't flowing like you want it to flow. There is a company of people coming. Hear me in the days ahead that are going to put to shame many things that we've seen by our predecessors. They're going to show you what it's like to minister under the anointing of God with the heart to bring people to the knowledge of God. Not to become a skilled preacher. Not to know how to get a service going. Y'all, we meet these people all the time. I know how to get God to move. Really? 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 I thought God did what he wanted to do. And if God hears me, it's because he wanted to, not because he got to. Thanks for listening to today's message. The Abundant Truth Broadcast is a ministry of Abundant Truth International. For more information, visit us at AbundantlyTruth.net. And remember, the Bible is truth, and it is abundantly true.